Hello, everybody. This is Michael Coyasso. I'm CEO of OpenSea Direct. This is the second of many conversations we have uh, about the live event world. Hopefully, this becomes uh, space resources for event creators and those who are involved in events to learn a little bit uh, more about how to do it a little bit better and to share with you uh, some of the cool stuff happening out, uh, out there. And in particular, this is uh, very fun. This is a pleasure to have basically high school friends of mine, i.e. also uh, a, subscri a subscriber here with OpenSea Direct. That would be BJ and Kev Kennedy of Vine of the Rhyme. Say hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> What's good? What's good, world? That's good. So because of the dope uh, vinyl collection, because we have to talk eagles and stuff, that might happen. But first, I always just start very first with, um, because the audience may not know, obviously, where you're from. Tell me a little bit about where this uh, all started. Okay. We're uh, all, I guess all three of us, we're originally from uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's correct. Uh, you know, the, the, the birthplace of the nation. And, uh, like currently, uh, you know, Kevin and I, uh, we reside in, in the D.C. Uh, metropolitan area. And uh, like I said, we've both been here for yeah, quite some time. That's and right. Known Kevin since, well, I guess we, we let the bag out a little earlier since since high school. Since high school. And, uh, I remember, too. I remember walking up to high school. Y'all are my um, one year my senior. But I remember walking up to high school that right. first day, seeing these cats on the basketball court. This guy was out there giving out dimes and passes and, and, and shooting three-pointers. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to take his spot on the basketball team. That's it. That's it. That's it. That didn't happen. That's correct. That's correct. That, <laughs> Kev, you were South Philly? Did I get that right? Yeah, South Philly, yeah, South and then, Philly man. And then BJ, what, what neighborhood? Uh, Mount Airy. You were Mount Airy, yeah. And then by the time I got the, we went to both Bodine High School for International Affairs in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. I was by then, he still lived in East Oak Lane section of Philadelphia, which is near Shellham Avenue. That's, mm -hmm. that's where I was. We were settled in there uh, in Northern Liberty section of Philadelphia. Yeah, Northern, yeah, Northern Liberties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> North Central or near Girard Avenue. That's yeah. kind of how I always right. was. If yeah, we know now, we wouldn't know then what we know now. Mm. Oh, I know. And we yeah, would no all be, be, be a lot Yep. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah, we, we could maybe we could have afforded something 25 years ago that we can't now, right? Yep. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. So I guess what um what took you guys to DC and then also how did this uh Vine of the Rhyme start? Oh, uh, for me, I think I might have got down to DC slightly before B. So I think Deke was already down here, but I think yeah, I came and then B came a little bit later. Well it brought me down here. I was in radio for years. Um and so I was came down here um, to work with, and I hate to say it, but it was a job. But I came down here to work with a sports station that was sponsored by the uh, Washington football team. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. That was an interesting time for being a Birds fan and working with them dudes. It was also a fun time because they stank, as they do now. And right. so right. I got to talk trash the entire time. Um right. But so I came down there for that and then um, went back to grad school, just did the whole life thing, got married and just ended up 20 something, you know, about 20 years later, like, oh, I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, some point very early on, I, I don't know how I ran into B or he called me, I think, or Sadiq told me, but I don't know how we ended up reconnecting down here. I think Sadiq's we, a mutual friend of ours in high school, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we wound up uh, reconnecting back in Philly because of. Uh, 
Yeah, so I moved down here about 15 years ago for, yeah. for work, and like from Philly, and uh, but we always had you know you know mutual friends mm -hmm. and uh, even post uh, you know post college. So would always right. see you know Kev and the crew out, mm -hmm. and uh, I think one time like might have been one of those mutual weekends where I was home and Kev was home and it was just just talking. So yeah, Kev said, "Oh yeah, I'm in, in D.C." And I said, "Oh, I'm in D.C. now. I just moved down like you know X amount of weeks ago." Yeah. And, oh, okay. And then, uh, you know, just linked up from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just formed like Voltron. And then, um, that's it. That's it. From, from the wine piece of it, I mean, just, I mean, you see that man's vinyl collection in the background. So, I mean, it was just really simple as us just playing records and just going back and forth. I, I DJ, but I mean, this man, like, I, I put, I spin records. This man DJs. I put you like that. Yeah. 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 So, it's so, uh, and those in the craft would know the difference. Right. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. But we just started right. spinning records back and forth. Um, and then we stumbled upon this concept because we were just like, yo, this music really does kind of go with, um, you know, wine. Other stuff, too, but wine. And um, we finally, like, did some research. And, like, you know, I wonder if this it was just us that was feeling this vibe. With the okay. one, or whether or not this is a real thing, we did some research. There's actual Oxford stu research studies uh, really? that suggest that wine is actually influenced by the music that you hear. Yeah, because we we've always associated with well, wine has always been associated with like classical music or, or jazz. Right. Where right. Kind of just, you start you start feeling the vibes and start picking up some of the the notes, and you know, kind of just you know calms you down and helps you enjoy the wine more. But oh, okay. start doing some more of those studies, like those studies, and also uh, even just studies into retail, mm -hmm. where uh, a lot of the background music that you hear in stores is all is all purposeful, is there to make you linger in the store longer, and if you're gonna right. in the store longer, yep. odds are you're gonna buy something, and uh, you start even translating the wine shops where they'll start playing some French music or some Italian music, and then. People kind of subconsciously buy, you know, French or Italian wines, or they're more drawn to that. And uh, some of the other studies that we we did was we just found out where, oh well, this particular wine maybe like it's kind of you know, uh, it's like a bold, say like a like a Merlot or so. Like you, your heart kind of you know pounds a little bit more. Got it. It gets your blood racing. Well, we can kind of just merge that with okay, what music kind of you know gets your blood racing mm -hmm. right those early studies talked about you know more of a you know faster paced jazz and uh classical music but it's like, oh we can just do this with hip hop because yeah. this, we're all coming of age mm -hmm. and, uh, right the wine was just a natural segue for it as yeah. we graduated now, what time frame what time frame was just like 208 to the early 210s like what, what 14, uh, about 1415 like, like, okay, we started so like 2015 yeah. Okay. Like, kind of like getting the idea together because initially uh i don't know how many years we talked about this ahead of time but we wanted to do yeah. we just just wanted to do like a podcast but like you know a podcast but then also kind of you know blending in the music with it and it was just yeah. like one of the ideas we kind of was let's toss around back and forth but it was just like nothing came of it and then all of a sudden you know when, you know kev was over here we were playing music we were doing some drinking and then uh I think he was also talking about how, you know, Kevin and his wife, they were, uh, they started doing some wine tours. Yeah. And they said, yeah, I really, 
I'm really starting to dig this. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, okay. Well, maybe that is the you know that next step in in maturity that we that we have. And, yeah, it is. And that kind of just you know just you know ideas just start flying all around, and then it's like, oh, the wine and music kind of just evolved out of that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Like, you know what? Instead of doing this podcast, let's see how we can really make this concept into something. And you know, I guess you know, shit or get off the pot. Yep. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That they, right. they said that's really what it was. We we're both creatives, and so we were like spitting a bunch of different ideas back. But then that's pranks it perfectly. It was kind of like shit to get off the pot. It was like we're gonna yeah, do right. it. Let's just do it. Try something. Yeah. yeah. And I'll say yeah. this too. It seems like our we're all in the same age range. It seems mm -hmm. like our demographic um, was gravitating and making that transition into wine. Like if you look at NBA players now, and that but we. It's it's really out there now, but we saw signs of that back then. Like right. you know, NBA players had their own wines now, whether it's LeBron, um, Isaiah Thomas, Zeke, the real Isaiah Thomas, or the original, right? Not disparaging against, you know, yeah, the other brother, yeah. Yeah, the other brother, right? But he, you know, <laughs> he has his own champagne. And so, and then you talk right. about D Wade and you talk about Carmelo, they're in the wine, and then hip hop artists, the dot X. Has right. his own wine, even you know, E40 got his own wine, and it, but we saw that wave very early on. We we're like, yo, and, and from and no, right? And, and from my, I guess, from my reflexes, the first thought of like artists making deals with, let's say, it was more spirits, at least my initial reaction, right? Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, this boy did Ciroc and passed the Cavassier, like Buster Rhymes line, and how that right. changed that almost changed in some ways the trajectory. Like, why do we say it? We should make money on it from yeah. you know giving it publicity and so you're saying that at some point it kind of made a turn to wine compared to it may have been spirits or something else before yeah and you can take it back even further where you start out with the 40s yeah yeah well that's true yeah let's say mid late 90s you just drink it to get blasted yeah well, we were born with it was special brew. Saint that Wu Tang commercial is still legendary. No 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 good point yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and St. Ives was Definitely like one of the big market brands of that era of hip hop. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows from that era. That's what stuck out. You know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So then this starts coming together where you guys were enjoying it personally. You you found out that palettes mix with certain music and it's real. Mm -hmm. Then you're like, we should just try it. So do you do recall like your first like event? All right, we just threw it together in DC, did some, and tell me how it went and all that stuff. What you remember about it? You know. It was gangbusters. I mean, people, really? yeah, it, we, it was the first one was crazy because both of us support, like both of us threw parties or participated and promoted in parties, you know, just more in Philly than down here. But we okay. both had that background. Um, the first one we threw was actually by design was at a bar in Philly. I mean, in DC. In DC. Got it. Yeah. And it was by design where we wanted to make wine. We eventually um, evolved to wanting to make wine drinking approachable. Because, you know, you think about wine drinking, it, it has this kind of staunchy, um, esoteric, kind of bougie um, um, funk on it. And, you know, in, in, in perception. And so we were like, nah, they serve wine in these places. Let's kind of make it accessible for that. And we actually brought in a... Um, our first idea was bringing the sommelier, so we brought a sommelier in. Oh, okay. Because I wasn't, you know, we weren't like, we just knew what we liked, but we weren't well-versed to talk, you know, yeah. effectively about it. And so right. we brought Tom in, 
Um, and we just spun records, invited our people out. I mean, how many it was it was like a hundred people? It was crazy amount of people coming through there. Wow. Um, I don't know what was your recollection of it. Be? I was just quite surprised and just happy to see the support and love that we got that night. Yeah, yeah, it was just one of those like, okay, is this thing really going to work? And like, are people and also are people going to you know get it? Right. And uh, that was just, just one of those questions. But it was like one of the, I think the end result was like yeah, people just enjoyed that type of you know environment, that vibe where, okay, this is different, it's enjoyable, and uh, it sparked a lot of curiosity in folks and also. It promoted us to really step our game up as far as you know the wine and the and the things. Yeah. Wow. You now, say that the music, we don't, don't want to take it for granted, saying that we know it, because it also causes us to go you know deeper into music as well. Right. Right. Now, yeah, this is two fifteen ish or so when you started. So, uh, I guess promoter basics. You were just using roughly social media to sort of promote it, and then you guys had lists from DJing and you know. Uh, you know, social circles, right? Is that roughly how it was promoted? And then, um, yeah, I'm giving you cash kind of vibes. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, know, just a lot of hand to hand. It might have been a lot yeah. of hand to hand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. get the flyer and give it out. I mean, just yeah. old school, yeah. gra- gorilla, gorilla emails stuff. mostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly yeah. yeah, emails, text, phone calls, okay. and mm-hmm. just you know, word of mouth. Yeah. Right, right. I don't even know if we used a platform. You know, I'm not gonna name any other platforms. I don't even think oh, yeah. it, was, it was we used platforms at that time at that point. There was no that, software used. Not the like first couple, nah. first couple was just because we didn't even have the, a Facebook page up at first. Nah, I think yeah. we had, I think by at least by the second time we did, second yeah. time we had one, so we could at least yeah. post the events and have them posted somewhere. Wow, that's great. And then, um Tell me about if someone goes to Viner the Rhyme event, is it similarly structured? Because you mentioned sommeliers, so I don't know if like people go and there's music, but then they, you guys maybe stop to have a discussion, or how does usually these events are structured? They're after work, from what I gather, generally? Yeah, it definitely evolved since that. Okay. The first one, we had the Psalm come in, and it was really more of, you know, you come in, you vibe, and you listen to the music. The song was set up to the side. We had we 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 did it. Like we had food. It was really really up to be in a bar. It was like actually upscale. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Shout out to yeah. Mikey. Like not you, Mikey, but no, Mikey no, no, no. we worked with. Um, <laughs> you know, he really kind of gave us the keys to his venue and just said, you know, run with it. Um, and so you know, people was just come by, talk to the song. It wasn't a formal program, if I remember correctly. It was beat. Spinning records, and I got on the, you know, I got on one or twos and spun on the back end. And it was just really informal, but it then eventually grabbed, it eventually transitioned to. I went and got a certification, and you know, um, mm. not to be a sign, let's be clear, um, but a wine certification and continuing my education with it. Um, right. But it, it eventually uh, transformed into me and B really doing the presenting. Uh, of the concepts because it actually formed and morphed into a wine education 101. So we took that concept mm. of making it approachable and then that concept of um, marrying the wine with the music and using the music as a mnemonic device to teach people about um, certain concepts and certain um, words and terms that are associated with wine. And so wow. that's how we ended up at City Winery. I mean, there's another piece that important piece of that story, but I'll let B tell that important piece of that City Winery yeah. story. But yeah, going back to what Kev was saying with the mnemonic device, uh, 
it's more I, it's kind of transferred more into say yeah an actual wine tasting where we're going over the wine but we're using those musical notes as your reminder so yeah going back to the first example uh you hear something very like bass heavy or something like with a, a very fast-paced record okay i'm going to know associate that with uh you know a heavy tannin something that will get my my, my blood warm my blood you know kind of flowing uh something so maybe you, a little, yeah. uh, a little there is like an education like you're interested in you're breaking down like i'm playing you know this record and this will match up with something yeah something a little lighter on the palate or uh right, right. say uh, more like they would call like something fresh maybe yeah. something with uh some light piano keys or maybe that will go with uh know something from the, the Caribbean, you know, a nice little reggae record, nice some some Bears Hammond or so. Yeah, yeah. So that kind yep. of put you in the mood for okay, a little something a little lighter, maybe some a little more uh, citrusy mm -hmm. in uh, in in the notes. Wow, that's crazy. And then so what? Remembering back, what were some of the 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 notes you picked up afterwards? Ah, oh, next time we'll do this. Like, oh, we missed that, or we didn't realize. It, it seemed like as you guys right away, it kind of worked almost immediately. As opposed to sometimes, you know, right? You throw a party and nobody shows up. So what were some of the things? Oh, next time we got to, like, fix that. <laughs> well, they are definitely the, the – nothing was a roller coaster up and down. Because, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, the yeah. first couple were were great. But then it was also, okay, well – and this is where I guess it comes back to, you know, advertising and, and marketing where you can't keep going to the same people over and over again for – know for the events especially like your your friends and your immediate contacts because one like they'll kind of either get tired of it or sometimes they'll kind of take it for granted and say oh i'll catch you in next month or yeah. you know two months from now yeah. or, or right. you know, five months later so they don't they're not as committed to it and you really can't expect you know your your peers yeah. to be as committed to it as you are so right. you have to expand your 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 base and that's something that we learned you know early on once we had that initial high, and then things kind of just slowed down yeah. a little. Not so much petered out, but just like it was like the participation wasn't you know nearly right. what it was at one time. Is there, from your experience of doing this, is there a particular time of year that people most associate? Yeah, I'm gonna do like a sipping music sort of environment. Meaning, like you know, the the analogy, you know, baseball's in the summer, right? Because it's outside or whatever. So, is there usually a certain time of year that's hotter than others? With, what you're doing i don't know how you feel about it b to me it's not i would say the only thing that there's certain just with anything there's certain months of the year where i think that it's just hard to promote events because there's just so much going on so right right i used to say december was hard but our last our december event this year we sold it out and so yeah. this is our second sellout in a row um and so you know i would i used to say december was tough but some it was a combination of the album that we featured and we paired it with, which was Reasonable Doubt, Jay-Z. Right, Jay-Z. Um, right. Yeah, and I think it was the timing because it, it landed right before Christmas. And so it was like two, three days before Christmas. So I think it just, we drew upon that. Everybody, um, you know, home and in town, you know, how you get together you, when you're in that age range where you kind of come home, you want to link up with your people before you do the family thing. It kind of no, moved totally. that. Yeah, um, yeah. August is a little rough. Um, I would say, but that's that just natural, you know, throwing events in August vacation. That's anything, vacation. doing anything in August. Yep. Just, anything, working, doing, yeah. hanging out. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't think there's a, 
there's a time per se, like there, there's definitely a wine and, and you can say like rosé is always associated with summer or spring. Okay. The falsely, by the way. Really trying to. Uh, what was that, Kip? Get, I would say falsely rosé is, it, it's true. Oh, falsely. Okay. Rosely, he's 1000% correct. Rosé is associated with spring and summer, but you right. can drink rosé any time of year, but they did such a great job of marketing rosé as a, as summer a spring, spring, summer, spring summer thing. Yeah. Yeah. And now, like, I guess they've done such a great job of marketing with that. Now a lot of the industry is trying to, uh, no, 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 especially uh, actual you know manufacturers because they're like, hey, this is is a three sixty five you know day uh, beverage, right? And uh, we don't want to make it that you know just that niche for that time period, and then come October, you know people are twirling their fingers, so they they're still trying to push the bottles year round. Mm, and right. Like now you're starting to see that push to yeah you know, rose three sixty five you know every day of the year. Yeah. So it was like rosé season all the time. Right. So that's the only thing I would associate with a season. Mm -hmm. Other than, you know, like what Kev mentioned, yeah, August is kind of tough with the vacations. Yeah. Uh, July is kind of hit or miss depending on where we have it. Like, mm -hmm. 4th of July is always, like, around that time is always tough. But yeah. later right. in July, then you're pretty much in the clear. Right. And, right. Yeah. I was going to say, from a lessons learned standpoint, the, I would say the biggest lesson to me that we learned was um, marketing the way we market the event um, and um, almost like, yes, yeah, it's, it's wording, how we word things. And I'm thinking okay. specifically, you know, yeah, exactly. Now you, <laughs> now you know what I'm talking about. So it was, I want to say, shoot, when was that? It was 2020. It was, I was uh, 2020, but what? It was, it was before February things 2020. February a, 2020. Yeah, it was right I mean, before. Call it Jill Scott event. Yeah, don't do that. Album. <laughs> so one of one of the events that we have, and it's literally just one of. So we have we have a um residency at City Winery DC, but we have a bunch of other different events outside of that we that we do as well. Right. And so the residency residency at City Winery is the event where we actually feature an album. Right. Um, it's an anniversary album. So when, it, you know, if it's the 20 year anniversary, 15, 10, what have you. So it was like the, I want to say 20, 20 year anniversary of uh, who was Jill Scott. It just so happened that Jill Scott was coming to town and I don't even think she was coming to DC. I want to say she was coming to Baltimore or somewhere was, in uh, coming Maryland. To the harbor. Yeah. Going, okay. It was at the Harbor. She was doing so that's like, the National Harbor and Jim Grant. Yeah. National Harbor and Jim Grant. Right. Our ticket, that was the first time I think that we've sold out, but we sold out so early and people were clamoring, like calling the venue, like, where are these tickets? And then one day somebody, was, I remember it was a Saturday morning, somebody posted on Facebook something about Jill Scott being at the event. And we were like, uh, nah, we never said that. Like, nobody's ever bought that. Oh, like, I see. And so that goes back to just really be cognizant of the wording and how we package the event and the partnership with the, and that's why we value the partnership with Open Seat Direct because we have that type of relationship where we, then let's be full disclosure, we weren't with you guys at the time of that. No, correct. But, yeah. um, you know, we value those partnerships and our partnership because we can think through some of those nuances. Um, but we had to like really go on this PR campaign to be like to dispel that rumor that she was going to be there 
but I will say shout out to our Vine Village members, like people who rock with us. Like we have people who are like true and true. Shout out to Kimmy Robeson and a bunch of others. Like they jumped in before we could even say anything. And we're like, nah, you crazy. Like we never, never said that. that. Yeah, yeah they, they, <laughs> like, we, we go to the events all the time. The events are hot. But they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. artists was going to be there. Yeah. Oh, man. The thing was, like, you look at the, the ticket for the MGM event and then the ticket for our event, the price disparity was. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, this is like too good to be true. We're going to catch totally. out for X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. Ho Ho was like, it's always an anniversary feature album. And if you yeah. look at past events, you know, I think the, the event right before that was Tupac. And then before that, we had Biggie. Right. Right. Usher event. But yeah. you know what? Yeah, for yeah. someone you guys promote events, and I've been involved with ticketing for for a while now. And yeah, you would just be surprised. You know, people yeah. didn't put two and two together. They come yeah. to a ballpark to buy maybe like I once worked at a ballpark, and they were like, "I can buy tickets for Mass Square Garden here, right?" I'm like, "No, like mm-hmm. this is yeah. just because we're a stadium doesn't mean." So sometimes people just don't know. But yeah, indeed, too good to get two. They could have assumed, "Oh, maybe it's outdoor. It's you know under hundred dollars. That makes yeah. sense. It could be GA." They were raking us through the cold too. Like I mean, oh, it was, I can imagine. I can man, imagine. It was. Bad. You didn't deliver Jill Scott. Y'all from yeah. Philly? Y'all should know Jill. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like I needed to call she like a Philly discount. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we needed uh, Olivia yeah. Pope. Like that's how bad it was. Like, I was like, uh, I was yeah, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so with that process, it was. Um, you know, refunds? Did you have to reschedule? You didn't get a cease and desist from anybody or anything? Was it? Uh, no, but, like we were out? able to like basically when you talk to a couple of people off the edge, where you got a chance to explain to them the concept, they're like, "Oh, okay, well, like it took away all the little bit of like you know frustration that they had." So, okay, well, I'll, yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. And, you know, they yeah, yeah. Into the event, yeah. so at least it was the opportunity to to talk to them, explain to right. them what it is, and also, kind of, you know, go through the ticket. You know, hey, there's no way that says that this is right. you know, happening. And then yeah. there's also, you know, if you look at our past events, how how they, uh, you know, transpire. Right. right. Well, right. yeah, we know Tupac though. You know, he's like, yo, you got to come down from heaven. <laughs> yeah. heaven and- yeah. Or you know, according to the rumors, he lives in Argentina or something. Right. So maybe yeah, you know. sneak him in. Yeah. 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 Now, now, despite this Jill Scott, you know, snafu, you guys have done events that. Included, let's say, uh, a live artist or a Q and A with an art, like a recording artist, or have you done stuff even where it's a live performance or a live band? Like, can you share if that's happened before? And yes, you know, to what extent? Yeah, we've done one with actually. That's how we got into uh, City Winery by doing it. Oh, by cool. doing an event with an artist because uh, you remember uh, Tracy Lee from uh, he had the song called "The Theme Is Party Time." Ooh, I think it came about like ninety seven. Yeah, yeah, but like. And he's released some, you know, several albums uh, since then. But, uh, you know, Tracy's story is one of those where, you know, you had the industry frustration, you kind of get shelled or, you know, blackballed. And a lot of it mm-hmm. is, uh, like, timing. So, like, he kind of he took that frustration out and said, you know what? That he was a Howard grad. So, you know, he took that frustration out, like, about a lot of stuff about his contract. Wanted well, going to uh, law school at Southern, you know, getting his, oh, wow. his law degree. And uh, no, got into like the entertainment law side of things, and uh, one of those round the world type of things that you know Tracy he still lives in this area, mm-hmm. but Evan and Tracy went to the you know the same barber, 
Obviously, I haven't been to the barber in a minute, but yeah, well, um, I certainly haven't. But yeah, <laughs> COVID, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, see, but Tracy, you know, it's funny. Real at first, we were in the barbers at the same time, and we were just chopping up the way you do at barber shops. Just you know, you see somebody, and then I kept thinking, like, man, that dude sound like Tracy Lee, but he was just just regular Joe dude. And so he leaves, and then my barber's like, "Yo, no, that like that actually is Tracy right. Lee." And but from there, like, we just became real cool. And um, he said, "You know, I have a new album coming out. I know what y'all doing with the wine. I love red wine." Um, and in fact, they had a podcast. That's how it really started. They had mm. their own podcast. Him and um, his wife and a few others. Um, so they invited us, you know, onto the podcast. And then from there, like, I got this new album. Would love to do a launch. And incorporate you guys into it. I have this connect at City Winery in DC. City Winery, by the way, for those that don't know, is a um, urban winery space um, that is actually around the country. I think it's about eight of them, if I'm not mistaken, around the it's country. Quite a bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite a bit. And so um, he said, you know, we'd love to do the launch there. We're like, all right, bet, let's figure it out. And so we had no expectations. I think it was like on Super Bowl Sunday or the day yeah, before. Oh, wow. yeah, it was Super, yeah, Super Bowl Sunday. Wow, we had no yeah. expectations, but we sold, you know, a rack of tickets. And we were like, oh. And then so it was so successful. City Winery came back to us was like, y'all want to keep this going? So yeah. we like, all right. <laughs> so yeah. it just happened we were looking for a venue to expand because one of the challenges is um, the rotation of wines and that type of thing. Not to get too nerdy about it, but and so it seemed like a good marriage at the time because, you know, obviously they're a winery. So they, the rotation of wines, you know, is something that we could tap into. Right. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you along those lines, is there challenges because this centers around, you know, liquor, right? So, or, you know, alcoholic beverage, let's say. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my reflex is if you have that, you know, there's just that extra layer of, I don't know, security or 21 and over or, Obviously, your your crowd is more mature than like someone sixteen trying to sneak into a club kind of thing. But the, does you know the, the product pose any challenges sometimes in that respect? Uh... I would say. I mean, I'll let you know. I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts on it. Be for me, I would say it's not. It's interesting because this again is a wine tasting, but it's not a stuffy wine taste. Like people get up and party and dance oh, yeah, no and music. Yep. But to your point, it's a interesting demographic. It flows from 25 all the way up to our age. Like, it's, it's you know, 40s. Um, yeah, way beyond that. Yeah, way beyond that sometimes. Yeah. Right. Um, but we don't have that security issue. I haven't, I haven't, um, I haven't had to kick nobody out. Or carding or anything. Or carding. Or... Yeah, I mean, that, and plus that's the beauty of being with the venue. They really. Right. No, 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 that's right. Yeah. 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 Like, our. The biggest challenges as far as like age wise, uh, you'll say on the on the ad end, and you know, it's just like the couple steps that you have to take. Say, well, your promote this, your event promotes this, and then you gotta put like an age restriction on your on your ads or you know, on your post. Oh, but, okay, yeah. But there's no uh, we haven't found like any like challenges or you know, anything like that. Uh probably like the biggest uh, learning lesson is like figuring out who our demographic is. And okay. trying to, you know, expand on that. Like our sweet spot is really like 30 to 55. Yeah. Okay. Get some younger, like every once in a while I get some some older ones. But um, right. we're probably like 70, 75%, you know, female as far as our demographic. 
and it's right. trying to find that mixture of trying to get the guys there to, to meet to meet the ladies. If right. I was, you know, I'd be there, right. every move, boy. Yeah. Right. And it's one right. of those things because you know I, these are conversations I have with my, my friends all the times where they laugh. All right, well, well, where are the guys? Well, hey, well, the, well, the guys are here at such and such sports bar or such and such here, or you know at this concert. But then you know, I say, hey, where are the ladies at? Well, the ladies are here. They're out here doing these day trips. They're doing to these wineries or doing these wine tasting events. Right. And that we we really intend for our event to like to be that melding pot where a lot of the music that you know is universal as far as you know what people like and I'll kind of get everybody together so we're, yeah. we're still waiting for uh, the first uh you know vine marriage and the, the vine uh, yeah there's gonna be a proposal at some point hopefully yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's always good that's always good yeah now with with um you know music pairing with wine my reflex too with uh, uh other event creators or other concept out there is that sort of sip sip and paint sort of environment that you'll even see now storefronts that kind of focus largely on that so is this sort of pairing art or pairing music wine a thing like it's, from your aspect is it like like a big growth in it like it's a you know it's like a hot thing like uh, it is it is um i would say this um one our event actually speaking of art our event actually features a live artist who paints he actually oh, wow. Not paint. It's um with digital yeah, digital drawing. Yeah. He does digital drawing. Oh, get out. Okay. We'll have the album, and he's there with his TV screen and his iPad, and he's making a sketch of the artist. Oh, at the wow. same time as we're describing the scene, describing the wines, and doing appearance. Um, but yeah, it's funny. I, I think of it like hip hop. I forgot what show I was watching. Um. I think it was like the history of hip hop or something. It says like it was a show on Netflix, and they were talking yeah, yeah. about when um, New York hip hop dudes found out that there was like hip hop on the West Coast, and hip hop dudes was like New York dudes was like I thought this was our thing, and we didn't realize. Right. And then it, you know the cats were doing it over there. It was kind of the same thing with us. Uh, I'm not gonna say you know. We, I'll say 10 toes down. We've been doing this since 2014. Like concept, conceptually, like we started 2013, 2014, and then kind of launched the event in late 14 or 15. Um, but we've met some really cool people along the way who are doing this too. Um, I think that's probably the dopest thing about it. One of the dope things about it is that there are people, um, particularly of our hues, you know, Black and Latino, mm -hmm. um, that are doing this and they're accepting and like we all kind of click up together and try to help each other out and try to promote each other and that's been the one of right. the most beautiful things about that that's um, great. now our nuance we're we're distinctly different and i think that's the piece of it too and that's why i make the hip-hop analogy like new york hip-hop is different from west coast hip-hop is different from right right I think we've all found these independently de develop these niches and these ways of approaching it um unbeknownst to each other and it's all enough pie so this is a big enough pie for all us to eat right, right. what'd you say to that b i agree <laughs> no but yeah everybody kind of has like their own like distinct way of uh of doing the of doing their interpretation of like what what this melding of, of hip-hop and wine like what what does right. it look like what is it so everybody has their own their own spin on it 
Yeah. And, uh, I would say our own thing. Then like, you know, there's all, all types of people all across the, you know, social media that, that, that do things that you can like tap into. Yeah. I would say we were the first ones doing, I'll, t- I'll stand 10 toes down on that. Like we we're the first ones doing live events. Okay. Like, it wasn't, at least of we're aware, like we were the first ones doing live events and we were the ones like we really had focused on wine it kind of being that gateway into the wine world. So that wine education at wine 101 and but using music as the way to as that gateway. Right. A lot of times wine was associated with in black folk and Latino folk were focused on Moscato. Like that was the thing. We were the Moscato drinkers and it was marketed to us that way. But yeah. much deeper than that. And so right. we were like right. expanding everyone's palate and showing that, you know, no, we drink other stuff. You know? Right. So, right. right. Our, our background does like our our backgrounds as, you know, as DJs, as, you know, DJs, party promoters, like we events are our thing. And that's that that's where we came from. That's how we, we approached it. Where okay, how can we make this a live thing? How can we how can we show this to to Right. The- yeah, right. it's funny, it, and is it was a cat. Much respect to our peoples. Then he was um on the podcast, and he was like, they were kind of talking about what you just asked, like you know, other people doing um, you know, type of wine events. And right. he was like, no, oh, you know what? It's these cats in in DC. And they got these live events. You know, I saw it on Instagram, and it's popping. Like it's people up in there partying. And so yeah, that's yeah. that was my first time realizing that you know, B hit me up and sent me this link. Like, yo. They talking about us. No, so yeah, without prompting it. Yeah, they mentioned yeah. it. That's great. That's always good. That's always good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm curious, too, how uh, you guys have done the bus trips to vineyards, too, from what I gather. So tell me how that is same or different, the dynamic of getting on the bus and then, you know, going off, you know, on location, as it were, to do your, your Vine of the Rhyme program. The, the bus is just a, a straight up party. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. On the bus, Easy enough. it's kind of like Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> really? It happens on the bus trip, stays on the bus trip. He's on the bus, man. That's it. That's it. It's wild. Like B has his turntables, and the first time I oh, on the it, bus, on the bus, literally on the bus. How we were going to pull it off, man? We were just like, oh, he's wow. going to figure it out. And so we. Yeah. So this is. I want to. I want to paint the picture. So this is like a you know a, a fancy travel coach bus. You know, like a right. And then there's always with those, there's always like 47, 55 capacity, right? Roughly mm-hmm. where you're doing yep. one or two people pay a mission at a time. They, 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 you know, they get off to this bus and where's the DJ booth? Like in the back? Like where, where is this? Right in the front, man. Oh, yeah. the driver? The what? Wherever like all the, the chords and inputs are. Cause, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. right. Probably One particular yeah. bus, I know I was in the back because that's where their audio hook That's where the plug mm-hmm. was and all that. Yeah, majority yeah. of the time, it's like it's, it's usually up front. Oh, and, man. So so when, yeah, do, so when people do the bus, they're again, they're loading your DJ. And then do they have wine? Like, hey, here's your wine. Like, or do they, you know. Like you guys supplied the wine to the sitting, or they, you know, they're not huh? technically. I'm huh? sorry. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, what else? They're having. You have a like a lot of cheese, uh, yeah, like a lot of, lot of, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Give yeah, people yeah. like nice, nice little base. They have a good yeah, time. Right. Yeah. No, needless to say, okay, yeah. And then the bus trip, I guess, from let's say DC area to uh, where are some of the locations, where are some of the venues you guys have gone to from launching from DC. Uh, 
as example. Where have you gone? Yeah, we try to flip flop. Um, this is all pre COVID. Um, yeah, yeah. um, try to flip flop locations. So there are great wineries in Virginia, and so when you when you think of wineries, at least in this area, people tend to think of Virginia and Virginia wines. I so we were okay. going to um, wines in Northern Virginia, a little bit further out, particularly as you go out to more Leesburg. There are a bunch of wineries out there in Middlesburg. Um, and so we would try to hit two to three wineries. And that was a learning lesson, trying to figure out what is that right mix. Because when you get, to, and we found out that two wineries is actually the right number. Because okay, yeah. three, one, timing from an economic standpoint. Right. Uh, and then two, people are just so hammered by the time you get to that third one right. that it, does, it doesn't make, you know, this doesn't make for an authentic good time. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's fair. Because yeah. you add the music, and on the way back, it's, it's either two things that happen. Either people are partying or they're passed out. And right. so um, we found out that two wineries is kind of that sweet spot. Um, but then, right. low-key, Maryland has some pretty good wineries. But it's just not okay. talked about enough. And so we would flip-flop. We do we would do two a year at first. And so we do, you know, one in the summer, one in the spring, summer, and one in the late summer, fall. We'll do Virginia, and then we'll flip-flop and do Maryland. Mm. Um and we try to hit the two wine, you know, two wine, but different wine. Like we, I, we very might have repeated once, and that's because right. we, we had a residency at this one winery called Hidden Brook Winery, where we okay. were there. They invited us out, and so we would come there and DJ live there. And that was a result of the fact that we just brought all these people. Bus, you know, it's not usual that they bring in busloads, like you said, 45, 50 people. In fact, that was a challenge because wineries don't have the capacity. For that, there's a select and finite oh. amount of wineries that have the capacity to accommodate that many people. Oh wow! And so we kind of, you know, figured that out too. Um, but they invite us back, and it goes again to the testament that they don't see our folk like that. It's only a few wineries that really cater to and really are opening and welcoming. I'll stop. Myself. I won't say it's not welcoming, but are really our folk really tend to gravitate right. towards. And right. so we were. You know, we were that cat. We were the kind of that plug. But hey, no, our folk drink wine, right? See? Right. Good people just showed up at your doorstep. Yeah, right, right. New business. Yeah, and the other thing with a lot of these uh, wineries, that you know, basically they would call them like mom and pop businesses. Like they're a lot of times it's a passion project between, mm -hmm. uh, say, a husband and a wife, or uh, okay, you know, two partners. They's like, yo, this is what we want to do. So like they're so focused on the winery and the actual production of the wine, and, right. Um, the grounds that the marketing part and the advertising, you know, kind of falls by the wayside. So a lot of their, their stuff is done, you know, word of mouth or participating in different festivals. Well, right. if our folks aren't at those festivals, then we wouldn't know about, they wouldn't know about those uh, lines. So right. we kind of just be kind of like open, open people's eyes to like, Oh wow. It's a whole nother market. Oh, we love you guys. Just when can you come back? Yeah. That's great. That's great. What well, I'm curious before we get a sense of um, what you're working on next year or, you know, uh, moving ahead. Uh, I'm curious to just mention some artists and then you guys give me like what matches up because I'm, I'm curious. Obviously, artists do a range of music that might, you know, run the gamut. But since you're the hip hop cats, like, you know, Biggie's the obvious one. Like, so if, if someone says Biggie, like, what's a wine that pairs with like Biggie albums or like Biggie's music, Biggie Smalls or whatever. 
as examples. That's the first one. Yeah, I mean, I to your point that there is Biggie has, you know, he was known to have a wide array, a wide array of styles and music, right? What makes yeah. me think of and B might have a different answer. I can give you two examples though. Um Biggie is known for being really smooth, right? One more chance. Big fat right. was smooth yeah, as yeah, yeah. Right. And so for me, right. that correlate that's and that's what that's what we do. Like there are wine terms. If you open look at a bottle, it'll say either smooth or it'll say elegant, which is another buzzword or word that is used. So you might not know what elegant means as a random person looking at a wine bottle. So that's why we're like, no, think of Biggie one more chance. That's yep. the wine. And so for me, something that's smooth, I would definitely pair it with a smooth wine um, okay. that has that descriptor. Um, I mean, if you want, you know, kick in the door or, or give me the loot came to mind. I was going to say, biggie. give me the loot would be maybe the other end of that. Yeah, the other end of that. <laughs> yeah, anything with bold tannin is like, yeah, that, that beat, as soon as that beat comes on, so yeah. if anything on the, uh, if they describe it as something on what they call the attack, which is your initial impression of the wine, if, right. you know, I think of that beat, that boom, it just grabs you, boom, boom, boom. Right, right. Yeah, so I would pair it with something like that. Got it. Yeah. I'm thinking of a, like a Zinfandel for uh, for Big, because mm -hmm. it's, okay. uh, it's a versatile wine, mm -hmm. and there's a, I guess it's, the fruit forwardness or like the of that or like I don't say like the sweetness of it, but kind of like that fruit forwardness is like mm -hmm. a little playfulness that I, I kind of think of like that's like big sense of humor that you don't really expect, but that's what you get where uh, like say, you know, a Zen is actually a good pairing with some spicy food because it, right. it balances out the spikes because a lot of times you would like say like food and wine pairings, you don't want to go you can either accentuate the the wine, or you can kind of combat the wine. So, yeah. like Zinfandel can kind of will combat like the spiciness in that oh, wine. Fruit forwardness will kind of bring it back, and it that's kind of I think of like when I, the versatility of Biggie, kind of just that was like the first yeah. thing that popped in my mind when you, when you you asked that. It's fascinating. Very much a deep dive. Yeah, go ahead. When you say Zinfandels, I would pair it with this Zinfandel right here. Here's the camera. At. Oh, there it is. Conjor. Look at yeah. that. Look at that. That's from that. Uh, Sip and Share. Yeah, Sip based and Share. Indianapolis. Yeah, and it, based in Indianapolis, black owned business, winery, vintner. Oh, there you go. I would pair it with this uh, Zinfandel. You know why? Because speaking of things we're going to do more of in the future. Yeah. If you use your, if you use the promo code or discount code BIND, you get a discount courtesy of your boys. So Look you at that. To, see? Go to sip I like the shameless plug. <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs> you, use code. I like you need like a little scroll going across. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. I was about to say. Yeah. 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 Very That's good. Right. How about um? I'll do a hip hop more contemporary, but there's a couple RB cats real quick. So yeah. uh, Drake, you do like Drake, I would assume comes up a cat like that. Like what's your. Coming up, this, coming up next year, actually. Or oh, okay. Year. I didn't know. Okay. Year, coming yeah. up in 2022. Yeah. yeah. All right. What you got for that? What you what, what, what would you pair with Drake, man? Yeah, something yeah, something mellow. Okay. Yeah, something yeah. you wanna maybe like a, a cab if you wanna get in your feelings. <laughs> so you just wanna Yeah. A cab's a little bold, man. But yeah, something I'll say something really, really mellow. 
they just want to kind of maybe like boo-hoo a little bit. I'll, I'll get a little nerdy with it. I I would pair it with Chardonnay. I would pair it with Chardonnay. Okay. Reason being, um, Chardonnay. So Drake is like, he's he's super popular. Like he's 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 everything man. Right. Chardonnay is actually one of the most widely planted grapes, the most popular grapes in the world. Oh, I see. So I would I would pair him with that Chardonnay. Up. Yeah. I'll give you two R B before we drop this one, but uh, Maxwell Curiosity just throwing that out there. It's funny you, you say that. Really? Or that, Am I guessing this right? This is just my views. That was, was my uh, That was the the shoulda woulda coulda. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there's a big yeah, shoulda woulda coulda. COVID victim. Yeah, it's a victim of COVID. Yeah. Oh, I see. I yeah. see. Our our uh, 2021 calendar was was nice. Oh, yeah, I don't doubt it. A lot yeah. of nice little classic albums we we're going to mm-hmm. feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we didn't get started doing our live events again until uh, September. Yeah, and he's so, dropping a new one and touring off it roughly. So and just, he'll be, yeah. I guess, in people's minds in theory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know he's playing DC among other places, certainly. Um, yeah. And then I guess jumping back with, if you can, with Jill Scott, when you did that, what was the match with Jill stuff? North Ooh. Philadelphia's own Jill Scott. Yeah, damn. Uh, that was so If you ones. recall. If you recall. That was actually like three wines. Yeah, we did three wines with her. Um, okay. that's our, so that's another thing about our shows. We it, it's a minimum of repair three wines um, with the artist. So we'll for Got that it. particular series, we'll pair, we'll take nine songs from the album, three songs per wine. Um, I want to say we did a um, a red blend. I'm trying to remember which red blend we did with it. And the the concept behind that was, um, it's a song she has called "It's Love," and it, it's the way she blends neo soul with go go. Oh wow! Yeah, and so it, the way it paired perfectly with that. So a good red blend um, would definitely go with. Um, and but you need something, you need a red blend um, that had that's not balanced meaning like it has a certain aspect of the wine like the acid that has like maybe highly acidic uh, oh it has blaring has those blaring um yes. horns with it and so yeah i would definitely go with something i you know i would say um a merlot a cab sauvignon would definitely go with that with that for sure or if you're going yeah, to go yeah, on the yeah. white side you know what a chenin blanc would go great with that. Um, yeah, I would definitely go maybe with the Chenin Blanc because it's highly acidic, but also Chenin Blanc has a, a bit of herbaceousness with it too. Um, I would go with that. Very interesting. That's a good one. That. It goes with some of her, uh, like some of the sass and some of the talking from uh, like the Long Walk video. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh, yeah. And she's ready to you know, curse the girl out at the Yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. It. fire. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah, that makes sense, man. Absolutely. So, yeah, before you guys have to go, and I appreciate the time on it, tell us a little bit about, yeah, which, without giving away too much or what have you, what you're working on in 2022 for these events that are all based in DC now, right? Most funny you said that. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's like you're giving alley oops here, man. Oh, um, guard. I'm only five, six and a half. That's all I need. <laughs> Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. That's it. 
man. No, it's it's taking this thing national. I mean, long term international, but taking this thing national. Um, we were okay. set. We were set up to do that. Um, prior to COVID, but now we're trying to we're reengaging in some of those conversations. Um, so definitely taking this thing national again. Um, definitely again more partnerships. You'll see mm-hmm. those coming along the way. Um, mm-hmm. as well. Um, firing up the bus again once we get rid of uh, Omni Crime. Um, right. firing up the bus and doing these tours again. Um, doubling down really on some of these. We've we've been really blessed um, to have um, corporate, you know, corporate clients come on and hit us up like, hey, you know, and as this ad been invert, going virtual. People were scrambling for content to do something. Oh yeah, good point, and right. So yeah, um, so doing these corporate events and these private, these private tastings. So really doubling down in those areas as well. That's great. Um, and then just now with your album concept, are there? Can you share? There might be one that you you guys are have your eyes on for twenty twenty two of the album concept sort of uh, events. Or... Okay, that be. Okay, so we got a uh, starting the year off with a uh, Baduism. You know, Erica Badu's album. Uh, mm-hmm. That's on Open Seat Direct, so that's on it. Yeah. yeah, that's on on the Open Seat Direct right now. Uh, we have a uh, Sade. Uh, we're gonna do a uh, was it Love Deluxe? Deluxe? Love Deluxe. We're doing Love Deluxe. Love Deluxe. Okay. And uh, we're, doing, uh, we're doing Biggie Life After Death, which that day actually so happens to be on March 9th, which is unfortunately was the the day mm-hmm. that that he passed. Oh wow. Okay. So March 9th, 97. Yeah. And um, and then that's it's the 25 year anniversary of the Life After Death album. Yeah. Wow. So we got that on the way. We're doing uh Drake, Kendrick, uh Good Kid Mad City. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Um, so we are doing uh we're gonna go take it to the islands. We're gonna do uh Sean Paul's uh Daddy Rock. Daddy Rock. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, trying to think what else. Oh, we're gonna do a little experiment to like one to you know kind of widen our, our base and widen our demographic a little bit. We're gonna do a, a tribute to trap. A tribute to trap. We're gonna do because uh, wow. Migos's album uh, Culture and Two Chains album. Uh, Pretty girls it? love trap music. Yeah, Pretty girls love trap. You know, it's the anniversary for both of those albums. Wow. We're gonna yeah. do we're gonna do both of them. So we're gonna you know you got trap yoga, trap dog walking. So yeah. We'll do a little, little track and wine. Now we both, we all grew up in Philadelphia. Is there a thought of uh, that be one of the national stops, the non-DC stops coming? It's a no-brainer. It was, it was in the yeah. works. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. That was one that was in the bag. And, yeah. Yeah, that's that's easy enough. But right. Yeah, so we were like in contact <laughs> with the, the folks there and then, uh, and then, you know, shutdowns happened. And yeah. that's right. And I see that everybody's just getting their, their feet back under them. Yeah. Right. We're, we'll, we'll pick back up with that one, but that's definitely uh, I don't want to call it a layup, but that's definitely something that yeah. is natural, uh, natural fit. Right? I would say too. One, it's funny. One of our biggest ones. I, I would love to do this again. We did Purple Rain, um, Prince. Wow, that was that's one of the ones that kind of really put us on the map. Like got media attention and like media folk came and covered it. Like it was, it was crazy. Um, but it's also too worth noting that all of our events aren't just um focused on albums that's just one particular right so right. it's just straight up pairings as well so it's just you know it's open format and so that's right. another lane that we have as well right. um 
or is this focused on an artist or, you know, it's, it's different ways we use it, but the same base is just using educate, using music as an educational tool. And you know, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We're working on some, uh, like live concept as well, where we'll actually have, you know, the band and the artists there and oh, wow. it'll be, you know, part interview, part tasting, part mm -hmm. performance as well. So, uh, that's great. Like in, in the works. I, when is this Aaron? Because I don't know if you saw that chatter on 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 uh on our IG DM, but there's an artist, and I don't, I could probably say it, but there's an artist who contacted us and was like, "I'm putting an album out, and um, like, let's work. And, yeah, let's do it. Like, spring, oh, that's summer, dope. I'm putting it out. So let's let's well, do this. Yeah, this will be out the month of January, uh, roughly. So uh, you know, if the timing permits. But no, that's good to. That's definitely, a, if anything, a great tease to all the good stuff you guys are working on. That's come great. back and see us. We'll be able to come, come back to our website and come back to Open Seat Direct, and you'll see that event on Open Seat Direct. Um, yeah. Before we go, drop your uh, your your uh, Open Seat Direct. Obviously, where you uh, would purchase tickets for all these events. But tell us uh, where to find you on social media as well. Yeah. Sure. You want to take that, Bing? Yeah. On uh, Instagram, we're Vina Duran, as you see down here at the. Uh, under our handles and on Facebook, we're uh, vying to rhyme. And uh, as we, you know, pick up more platforms, you know, hopefully nobody took the name. So we'll, uh, <laughs> there you go. As well. yeah. And then finally, before we go, how we feel about the Eagles? We're, both, we're all Philly fans, so the Eagles are now in the playoffs. So your thoughts uh, are, are they, are they officially in? Yeah. Yeah. So because of the uh, Green Bay Packers yeah, victory Packers last night against. The Viking, the Minnesota Vikings, the the, the Eagles have uh, clinched playoff football here. What? Despite being a rebuilding year uh, to people, so good I'm stuff. I'm happy. Honestly, I'm happy because we haven't talked about we haven't had the Jalen Hurst conversation yet. Right. Right. Um, I'm a I'm not saying that he is a quarterback of the Eagles. Right? Quarterback. Yeah, he's the quarterback of the Eagles. I'm not saying he's he's going to be an elite level superstar quarterback. Right. But I, I want him to get a taste of the playoffs so people get off his back. Let that man live. Let him run the team. If a, if a super, we have an opportunity to get a superstar, cool, but let that man live. Like that whole when he mm -hmm. he went down and got the ankle injury and then the backup came in, they're like, well, maybe we should go with the backup. Right, right. So That's I think by getting the, the playoff spot. People wanted cool. Kevin Cobb. People wanted A.J. Feely. That's right. Ty Detmer, if you remember yeah. from years ago. Yes. Like yeah. backup quarterback in Philly is like the most popular position. Really <laughs> yeah, is. right. It really it's very is. true. Yeah. Because the starter stinks, and so I want this guy who probably is not very good yeah. backup for. I think we had Ty and Corey Detmer. Yeah, that's yes. right. Right. No, right. That's right. Both of them. Exactly. Yeah. No, and I agree with where where Jalen, um, his college career kind of showed the perseverance. He gets benched at halftime the championship game. Goes to Oklahoma. He's yeah. second round pick. We didn't. We were. We obviously had Carson Wentz in front of him, so the fact that he got better as the season went on, and they kind of did the offense run a little bit to kind of take advantage of his skills. That was cool. Yeah. So, and it's all gravy now. You're gonna play, you know, probably won't go to Super Bowl, obviously, but you're gonna playoffs as a rebuilding year. That's great. You know, yeah. you know so yeah, good stuff. Cautiously optimistic, but the yeah, the competition has not been uh, something to brag about. Oh, we're gonna lose in the first round. But I'm, I'm yeah, I'm I would think likely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Run, you know, we run the ball on like a lot of teams. You never know for curveball in a close game. But, but yeah, it's all gravy, right? It's hey, we're in. It's all, it's all gravy.
Well, hey, BJ and Kip Kennedy, Vine of the Rhyme, thank you for joining me. This was great, brother. Thanks so much, guys. Hey, hey. Peace. Thanks. Great seeing you. Cheers, Bye, guys. guys.